0: A Studio D production.
1: But I definitely have some obsessive tendencies. Is, um, is being...
2: Scared when you're driving that you hit someone and you don't know and that you're dragging them under your car. Is that anxiety, OCD, or something else? It is
1: my brain. Get out of my
2: head. I, don't fucking I literally, know, Hannah.
1: Literally, <laughs> literally think these things. Like, oh, should I just the over and
2: just
3: look? Could I get those little mirrors that just show me that no so, one's on? Oh, I have my God. never thought that. I have not once. Had a thought oh, like, no. like oh, I accidentally, like maybe I accidentally ran something over, like a piece not of not a trash, person, though. and that it's like flapping under my car. Maybe I'll pull over and look for that. <laughs> but I have not once been like, oh, I missed hitting a person somehow. <laughs> like, okay,
0: so the other so day, what, we
3: have that, okay. Hannah
2: and I have whatever, <laughs> whatever, that that is. <laughs> whatever
3: the fuck that is. 100% fuck that is.
2: <laughs> Do you ever, when you're going to the bathroom in like a public place? Do you ever get afraid? <laughs> I think I just did <laughs> two days ago. Go on, go on. That uh, you're not actually in the bathroom, or that you are in the bathroom but you forgot to pull your pants down and you start peeing in yes! No, the <laughs> no. I have did not one.
1: <laughs> okay, so I haven't happened the, to me either. I haven't had the it, not actually in the bathroom. Uh, but what I have had is that I'm like, did I pull my pants down? <laughs> oh my
2: God. Double checking, like I didn't accidentally pee myself.
3: I definitely, I I've definitely had... had to like run to the bathroom so fast that I have had to double check that I didn't. No, this actually is like dribble, you just go but... about your business, yeah, And it's no. after the fact
1: you're like, wait. <laughs> Nope. And I also literally, I thought you were going to say this, on Friday I literally had to go back to the bathroom to check and make sure that I flushed the toilet. I've done that. <laughs> um, because I was just like, wait, wait, what have I did it? Uh, so Sage likes to hide behind the front door when
0: I leave and she likes to pee. Sit down, I want to tell you a story. Welcome to Effed Up Family Story Time. I'm Salem and I'm Hannah. And with us today, we have Belle on her phone. Heyo. And Kelly. Hey. She's back.
3: Um, but bitches. Yeah. All right. So, how's everyone doing? Good, good. I just got a bunch of pictures of my niece. I have a niece now, oh. as of almost a year ago. I was gonna say you've had this niece oh, for. A I know, while. I know, but I'm right? still excited about Wait. it.
1: What? I just went on an emotional roller coaster. Belle has a niece <laughs> from <laughs> a <laughs> year ago. What? Well,
3: <laughs> she's it's, older it's, than a year. It's Kyle's niece. Yeah. Um, but we've oh, been, I knew about we've this. We've been one. married for a year, and so now she's also my official niece. So
0: she's not even a year old. But she was again. like when no, was she born? No, um,
3: she's like she's gonna be seven this year. <laughs>
0: We started with thinking that a what? baby had been born. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so we are recording on Easter. I hope nobody is offended by that. Um, happy birthday,
3: Jesus. Jesus has happy, risen. Happy rebirth day. Happy
0: rebirth day. Happy <laughs> resurrection day. Which I don't know. I mean, it wasn't on this actual day because they determine Easter based upon the, the first pagan. full moon yeah. after the spring equinox. It's the first Sunday after the first full moon Which after the yesterday. spring equinox.
1: That's how they determine that modern why, Easter? That and is yeah. why no, I asked, yes, it was the full moon. Because, and then they count backwards to Mardi Gras? Because I thought it was always a certain number. Because it's Lent, you know? Yeah. No, but
0: that's how but they, they, they determine. they count
1: backwards to Mardi Gras? Mm, mm-hmm.
0: So they, wow, I didn't so know So Fat that. Tuesday is like whatever Tuesday falls the whatever number of days from Easter.
1: Yeah, it's like 44 or something like yeah. that,
0: right? I don't know. Exactly. 45? But I know I have to look it up every year. Is it the first full moon in March? Is it the first full moon <laughs> after the spring equinox? Wait, it's the second full moon after the spring. And then I just it look can it up. It can't be the second full no, moon. No, it's the first. I'm just saying that's my thought okay. process when um, I'm like, nah, I just got to look it up. I can't remember. And yesterday was the full moon. Yep. So happy Easter. They went by anyway. a lunar calendar. That's why they do it that way. But it's so, it's so funny when you're like, this is the anniversary of this thing that happened. Well, if you follow the lunar calendar, this is the anniversary, I guess, of Jesus's resurrection. But if you follow the solar calendar, like we do, then is it called the, it's the Gregorian calendar. Um, then it's not really falling on because it's a different day. Because it's a yeah, every yeah. year it's I just like kind of weird. You looked at me as if I would know. <laughs> <laughs> is it like Gregorian calendar, right? Uh, here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm probably totally wrong. So any <laughs> listeners out there that would like to correct me, the only thing I know for sure is that Easter is the first Sunday after the full, first full moon after the spring equinox. Fascinating. So, today on Easter, we're recording our 47th episode. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. And we've got Kelly telling us the story.
2: Yay! Yeah.
0: Do you want to tell us what
1: what you're <laughs> going to be talking about? <laughs> uh, sure. I will tell you mm-hmm. what I'm going to be talking about.
0: We're doing Will, uh, will Shatner. Is now. that what that is? Yeah.
1: Okay, so my story today is... The f- Rainbow Family of Living Light, the Utopian Dream, or and wait, I messed it up. <laughs> Is it gonna rhyme?
0: <laughs> Is it what? gonna rhyme? No, it's not, it's Aww. not even that great. It I just... sounded
2: like it was going into a rhyme and I was very
1: excited. No, no. <laughs> the the rainbow family of living light, the utopian dream and the effed up reality. Ooh. 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 I like that doesn't that. rhyme at
2: all. I guess it would have been cooler if The utopian if it dream and Soured cream.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: come on, you can come up with something better than that. The um, steam. The, the utopian theme. dream lost its steam. Yeah, I was just going to oh. say running out of steam. That's pretty good. When? Steam. And then you got to the
1: utopian dream. dream. <laughs> cream read the, the cream well maybe we can work on this because this is a two-parter episode so maybe part two maybe by the end of part two, two <laughs> figured out. a better rhyme we'll have some time to think about it but right now it's, so it's basically the story of the rainbow family like, do we do sources anymore you can if you want <laughs> I but we don't I don't know do we <laughs> it's up to you <clears throat> well i will just say the idea of this story came to me uh, when I was scrolling Reddit. In a dream. Ooh, I'm sorry. a utopian dream? No, I uh, started thinking, of, I didn't really know much about the Rainbow Family until I was scrolling Reddit. And there was a post in our Denver uh, about an upcoming Rainbow Gathering that is coming to Colorado this summer, summer of 2022. And. A lot of people in Colorado are not okay with this, like are super super against this event taking place in our state. So I like dove super deep into this thread. I went to the R Rainbow Gathering subreddit, um, which actually is completely private at this point in time because they got so many people like commenting and being <laughs> being dicks to them. Don't come here. Yeah, basically yelling and saying, don't come here. So, like, I just dove deep into Reddit and I was like, what the hell is this? And what are these people? And why is it here? So, that's really where it started. So, I don't know if you can call Reddit a source, but that's. I would call it the inspiration. Um, And then I have other sources as well. I will say the big one is welcomehome.org, is like their unofficial website. So, I got a lot of content from this, like, 1996 website that hurt my eyes to look at. Oh, that's fun! (laughs) I loved how all of the websites back then were like black backgrounds with these
0: bright colored, yeah, and like you end up seeing lines everywhere you look
1: because you stare at it so long, yeah. And this had like like weird neon colored visuals behind all of their (laughs) prints. So I was like that that helps me be able to read it thanks yeah um, and then I did buy a book on this about some guy who had been to a bunch of rainbow gatherings and then I also used Wikipedia a lot mostly because like the primary book that is like an, a big th- topic of big source on this topic is like un- inaccessible so I basically just used all of the links about that book on Wikipedia so those are my sources okay. but it came from Reddit So basically the rainbow family of living living light or the rainbow family as they are called in shorthand um, they can be described by, uh, it was described by one of its members as the largest, best coordinated, non political, non denominational, non organization of like minded individuals on the planet. Um, I think Coachella has it beat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that.
2: I don't know. They're pretty rogue. I was trying to make a joke, and it wasn't funny.
0: <laughs> that wasn't. I don't know why I, didn't I thought it I would be I funny. Didn't, I didn't get it. It wasn't funny. I
2: that
1: there might be some
2: overlap. Can, can we cut that out?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Rainbow family came out of the counterculture movement of the 1960s. So people were coming out of this time when there was this like strong vocal activism against the Vietnam War, and people were feeling like really worn down, and they were really losing hope. And so many people started to look to spiritualism as like this way to transform the world and hold on to that hope of the counterculture. So instead of this like activism approach, they were more looking towards like a spiritualist approach. Um, so for some people that was more religious faith. So a lot of people started looking to Jesus as being like the person who's going to come and save the world and do what the revolution couldn't do. Uh, but a lot of people just believed in this energy and this power to change the world through our energy. So it was kind of this like shifting of, of perspectives of how we can, can change the world. So this was the vibe as people started forming these peaceful tribes and these tribes were designed to like care for one another and live in an alternative non-stream, non Non-mainstream lifestyle. So the Marble Mountain Outlaws, no, Marble Mount Outlaws, were one of these tribes. And Barry Plunker, in air quotes, Adams. Everyone has alternate names in the Rainbow family. It's kind of like the Manson family, (laughs) in (laughs) that respect. So we're talking Plunker, Barry Plunker, Um. He's often thought of as, like, the founder of the Rainbow family. So back, he had his tribe, the Marble Mount Outlaws, and there was another tribe called the Temple Tribe, and Garrick Beck was, like, a part of that tribe. And so they started talking about, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we could have a big gathering of all of these tribes to gather all of our like-minded people together? So they all attended a music festival called Vortex One or Vortex Biodegradable Festival of Life <laughs> in Oregon in 1970. Uh, and so this, this the family, the Rainbow family, was kind of like forming up. And it's unclear like when exactly they started. A lot of people want to connect them back to Woodstock or connect them back to other things. But everyone generally agrees that Vortex 1 was like the place where the name was decided. And they came out of that saying that they were going to um, create a gathering. They were going to have a gathering. And they then started kind of talking about it in other places and other smaller events. Apparently, like, the Renaissance Circuit in that summer was, like, a a piece where some (laughs) conversation happened, which I I think is fun. That's That's funny. (laughs) Um, But they then said uh, that they wanted to plan the official rainbow gathering of the tribes, and they started moving towards that. So the Rainbow Gathering is really the primary, like, characteristic or piece, or really the identity of the Rainbow Family. So they are an organization, but like their their only thing is the Rainbow Gathering, basically. Um, so since they they created and started and had this gathering, it's really spread all over the world. But it started in North America, in Oregon, and I'm mostly just going to focus on the North American side of things as we talk about it. Um, But they are all over the world at this point in time. Uh, So to talk a little bit more about the ideology behind the Rainbow family, uh, their unofficial website says that many people feel the birth of the Rainbow family was foretold many, many years ago by various Native American tribes, mostly Hopi. Uh, they have a quote on their website that says when the earth is ravaged and the animals are dying, a new tribe of people shall come unto the earth from many colors, classes, creeds, and who by their actions and deeds shall make the earth green again. They will be known as the warriors of the rainbow. Mm. And they this credit racist racist. We'll talk about it. <laughs> they, they credit this quote to an old Native American prophecy. So thank you for your specificity. <laughs> um, they, feels even more racist. Yeah, they do go on to acknowledge that, unfortunately, all of these tales are oral histories. So the specifics vary from version to version. About all we can do is compare the versions and try to get the basic feel of the prophecy. So like super, you know, accurate. Uh, documentation yeah, out there. definitely. Um, so most people acknowledge, like, members of the Rainbow family say that it means different things to different people. Uh, so it came out of this kind of, like, old Native American prophecy, but everyone kind of identifies with it in a different way. However, there are some common beliefs. Uh, their ideology is not based in one religion, but it definitely has a Christian influence, and it also has connection to ta- Taoism, Native American folklore, as we already mentioned, and the Hare Krishna movement. They uh, believe in intentional community building, nonviolence, alternative lifestyles, and the spreading of peace and love. So that's their, like, primary mission philosophy. Across all—what? You breathed. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm so sorry she breathed, Kelly. Oh, um, I meant I wanted to make sure someone wanted to say no, something. No, it sounded like you were breathing
3: to say something. Yeah, I did it. With Kelly. You were like— oh. And I, I just want to sat just, up. Like, I'm like, over. <laughs> no, no,
0: but uh, in general, their creed doesn't sound that bad.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I will pretty say cool that. group of people here, it sounds like. Um, so across all of their... I'm a little racist. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. Well, yeah. Across all their gatherings, there is a theme of openness and tolerance for all different beliefs, as well as the elevation of the individual's rights. They believe in taking care of our Earth... They have no. <laughs> is that a foreshadowing? Last, yeah, I just found that a funny comment. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have no le- leaders. They don't believe in any uh, anyone being a leader. They have no formal organizational structure. So this is the piece where they talk about um, uh, the what is it? The non. What did I read in the beginning? The largest, best coordinated, non-political, non-denominational, non-organization. Of like-minded individuals, because they they don't believe in having, like, real organizational structure.
2: Um, They don't believe in having a leader, but what is a god if not a leader?
1: They don't necessarily believe in one god, though, or identify one god. I thought you said that they were, like, driven,
2: drawn a lot from, like, Christianity.
1: They definitely have some Christian influences, but they also pull in Taoism. They pull in, like, the Hare Krishna, like, uh, ideals, Um, They definitely pull in the Native American folklore and they're very accepting and tolerant of all beliefs and belief systems. So they do um, and they really talk a lot about an energy like it's just background in in like their ener their energy, the the energy that they can connect to others and like the power to change things through an energy. So it's not really like a religious uh, structure like in that sense which is maybe why they believe that they don't have leaders because they, <laughs> they don't have a leader even in their belief system. I don't know. Okay. So the way that they do make decisions is that they have a bunch of councils. Like for their gathering, they have like a gathering council. They have no appointed roles and they use consensus-based decision-making in their councils. And one person talked about how if you fit in the teepee where they're making decisions, then you can have a voice. So it's literally oh. just like show up and if you're there... Then you have a voice. Show
3: up, and it's just vibes, man.
1: Just vibes. <laughs> they, they they vibe a lot. Yeah, there are no rules within the org just n- the non organization, except for the rule of peaceful respect. Which yes. so no rules. Just <laughs> <vibes>. <laughs> Yeah, no, no rules. Just vibes. They uh, try to create their gatherings and their organization to be the antithesis of what they call Babylon, and Babylon is our corrupt regular society. Um, So this is a biblical reference from the book of Revelation and Babylon symbolizes the worldliness and evil uh, within our like modern city. So they try to create a vibe that is the opposite of our modern culture and modern society. So a couple quotes to kind of summarize the ideology and the perspectives of this group. They say, um, Rainbow gatherings are occasionally criticized by liberals slash leftists who wish to see the activist energy of the gathering turned into political ends and from conservatives slash rightists who see the populist theme being dominated by the various leftist agenda. The ideological unity of the gathering comes only from the populist ideals of individual freedom, autonomy and equality. So they claim they have people on all sides of the spectrum. And I did see a sense of that. And they, they say that they get criticism from both sides of the spectrum politically. You know who
2: was a populist? Hmm. Andrew Jackson. You know who hated Native American people? Andrew, Andrew Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> Can't be a populist and say that you want to take from Native American
1: mm-hmm. ideals. I,
2: don't, I feel like that is kind of counterintuitive. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And well, and their response might be I don't know. I'm not a rainbow, but like their response might be that they are, um, you know, embodying these ideals and like sharing the land with the native peoples and like honoring or, you know, some bullshit like that. (laughs) Uh, One other quote that I found interesting that kind of I think summarizes their their non- Non-political non-viewpoint is the only viewpoints which are likely to receive criticism at the Rainbow Gathering are authoritarian or racist viewpoints, since these contradict the inclusiveness and openness implied by the populist basis of the Gathering. However, it goes on to say, such unpopular viewpoints, however, do not preclude participation. Such people are still accepted as full participants or at least tolerated at the Rainbow Gathering. So don't be racist. But like, if you are racist, come well, you on in. Come. We're not going to do anything about it. Because nobody's turned away. We don't care because nobody's turned away, which is a part of their core philosophy. But it just feels like if you turn no one away, then you don't turn away people who might you know, bring down your mission yeah. or be in, in opposition of your myth- mission uh, or just be awful human well, beings. It's like, like sometimes you need to turn people away. It's yeah. like
0: but you also have to have a leader in an organization to be able to form the, the plan to turn people worst away.
3: Worst thing that we did in this whole, you know, fight for tolerance is become tolerant of intolerance.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's that juxtaposition and contradiction that like, how far do you take that? Yeah. Also, I'm just really hung up on the fact that they're like we're not political, but we're all populists. Populism is, is a, political a
2: political standpoint. Like they don't align, It's a
1: political party. It, they don't align with the main with the two parties, with the main I, political in our mo- system in our mon- modern society, I guess.
3: I don't know. I mean, their whole their whole just like creation and 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 foundation is intrinsically racist especially against Native American people and the fact that they're like well we don't tolerate racism is really funny to me
1: yeah I agree Uh, I also really love that y'all are going there like all I'm presenting so far is like the ideology and like uh, trying to have this real positive vibe and you're going there and I love it that's exactly (laughs) you're you're seeing the bullshit So I'm, I'm quote unquote, defending them a little bit, but you're seeing right through the bullshit and I love it. So to kind of summarize how I would summarize them as a group, their, their ideology, their like viewpoint is they're basically a hippie, but they're much less into activism and like actually doing shit than the hippies (laughs) were. And they have a real heavy lean on this like spiritualism that is not defined by any specific religion but leaning heavily on the spiritualism.
3: It feels like that is like the, like the whole, like if you like picture a hippie, like the whole like negative conservative ideal of a hippie, like that is the example that comes to mind. The caricature stereotype. Lazy. I don't want to do anything. I just, I want to be one with the lands, but I'm not going to do anything to give back to the land or the communities that I'm fucking over with. You know, so the question like... becomes
1: is it this negative caricature of this like stereotype, or are they legitimately just lazy ass people who don't <laughs> want to give back? Maybe that's what we'll find out. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about specifically what this rainbow gathering of the tribes is. Uh, that was their mission. They wanted to create this gathering of like minded people, and it's pretty much the only thing that they do. So uh, the idea is that they're all coming together. They have an annual gathering every year in, in North America. They have others across the world. But in North America, they have an annual gathering. And then they also have smaller regional gatherings all across the U.S. Uh, they, some people say they kind of have different vibes across different regions. So when I'm talking about the things they do at the gathering, it mostly applies to the annual gathering, the big one each year. Okay. Uh, and their purpose of this gathering is to pray for peace. So, again, that spirituality is a big, like, piece of what they're doing. The annual North American Gathering takes place every July 1st through 7th every year. And the main event is a silent circle to pray on July 4th at noon. So here's a quote from the first... Uh, Like the first gathering, the invitation for the first gathering, uh, stating kind of what the purpose of this was going to be to hold open worship, prayer, chanting or whatever is the want or desire of the people for three days. But upon the fourth day of July at noon to ask that there be a meditative, contemplative silence wherein we, the invited people of the world, may consider and give honor and respect to anyone or anything that has aided in the positive evolution of humankind and nature upon this, our most beloved and beautiful world, asking blessing upon we people of this world and hope that we people can effectively proceed to evolve, expand, and live in harmony and peace. (laughs)
3: Amen. I have a question. (laughs) Yes. Is there a reason why they picked... The, like, worst day in Native American history to do this ridiculous <laughs> prayer. Um, there is some reasons.
1: <laughs> there is some reasons. That's good grammar. So, we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah. So, the first gathering ever was in 1972 outside Granby, Colorado at Strawberry Lake. Exactly 50 years ago, this is the reason why they are looking to come back to Colorado this summer in 2022.
3: Oh, ah. Granby's too pretty. If, Stay they come, if, they, no, right? if they come to Colorado and I show up and I cause a big ruckus about how terrible they are, will they kick me out? Because no, they're they forced can't. to accept me. And if I just they're go to accept you. and cause shit, can we all go and cause shit? <laughs> there, are I no. think there are a lot of people who are thinking along those lines.
1: I think the answer is ultimately no, because they have some quasi, not systems, but like things. So... <laughs> Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. I'm almost through all the quotes. I'm a little quote heavy in this, but it was just like, I, I, I have to say no, their exact good. words. <laughs> yes. Their exact words cannot be paraphrased better than what they I did. I agree. Yes. So their first invitation that they sent out also said this. We, who are brothers and sisters, children of God, families of life on earth, friends of nature and of all people, children of humankind, calling ourselves Rainbow Family Tribe, humbly invite... All races, peoples, tribes, communes, men, women, children, individuals, out of love. All nations and national leaders, out of respect. All religions and religious leaders, out of faith. All politicians, out of charity. To join with us in (laughs) gathering together for the purpose of expressing our sincere desire that there shall be peace on earth, harmony among all people. (laughs) <laughs> um brothers and
2: sisters sounds a little ses heteronormative. Yes, it but this was back, I know I'm <laughs> The I'm 70s. Right?
1: It majorly is. I will say that is something <laughs> that they have done well to adopt, like to to shift in time. Um, but in their origins, it majorly is yeah. definitely. I would think that they would adapt
0: because the nature of the gathering would draw a lot of people that have. I would think yeah, that have ostracized some of and that don't fit into yeah, yeah, exactly. normal yeah.
3: society. Yeah. and unquote. they've
1: had uh, of all of the marginalized. people, Like classes and like peoples and identities, they have called out LGBTQ. They don't call. I mean, I guess they called out races, but I mean, come on. Have you seen (laughs) pictures of this? It's all a bunch of white people. Yeah. (laughs) No one, no people of color in this. That's
2: another thing. I find it funny that like there's. Gatherings across the world. Like, I guarantee you, every country is a fucking white European
1: country if it's not America. They actually, <laughs> I did see one picture from their Indian gathering, which had like more white people than should be in India. Like, <laughs> because, but then, and they're all like traveling there to go yeah. back to like their, I don't know, like Hindu, like, you know, beliefs and all that. But there were some brown people there as well. So I was like, like oh, yay like okay, for the brown people. It's yay. just
2: like the same fucking like yogis and hippies who yep. stole exclusively from like Indian culture Indian is in India not a Native, derogatory Native. term for oh Native Native they stole American. from both <laughs> they y'all. stole yeah. from both
1: <laughs> yeah yeah like let's not even talk about yoga itself as an art form even though uh, now I like I like yoga but <laughs> it's origins We're, it's yeah. theft extreme theftly extreme. origins <laughs> Okay, so this is what how I mean, I I think it's important to use their own words like this is how they're presenting themselves. So I'm trying really hard to not have like derision in my tone and like (laughs) this is how they're presenting themselves. Um, in terms of why they gather over the 4th of July weekend, they are saying that it's not at all a patriotic celebration. They gather on this day specifically as a rejection of nationalism. So they're rejecting this idea of patriotism while everyone else in the world is like having their barbecues and saying, go America. They're rejecting the idea of nationalism and they want to come together with all people, all races. Hey man, you know what nationalism is? Political.
2: Political. You know what anti-nationalism is? (laughs) Political. Political. Everything is political. You
1: can't be anti-something because that the act of being (laughs) anti-something is is, a political act. Is a statement (laughs) that ties to it in itself. So I agree with you, Hannah. But we're. I mean, I can't debate the like terminology they use. So they call themselves anti-political. So it always takes place on national forest land. We will have many conversations Uh on the. the contradiction and the, what's the word, like the irony of mm-hmm. rejecting nationalism and then <laughs> gathering on national forest land. Gathering um, on land that all of our taxes are paid for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, even though it's on national forest land, though, they refuse to sign any permits with the U.S. Forest Service. That's a big, like, thing for them. That's worse. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we will <laughs> use your land, and we will not follow any of the rules, and we will not pay taxes for it, but we will use it and get to benefit from it. Yeah, uh, so they say they don't, they won't sign permits because they don't need anyone's permission to gather. That's and
2: real they fucking say, colonist behavior, right there, guys. But like they, <laughs> the
1: reason they say they don't need anyone's permission to gather is because of the U.S. Constitution. These anti, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Wait, this is the part where I'm not supposed to sound like I think they're ridiculous. I'm supposed to be like trying to present this in a non-biased way. Anyway, so they, they, uh, they don't need anyone's permission to gather. And they say that when they sign, they give away their rights to peaceably assemble when they sign those permits, because then they're agreeing to certain things. However, they say they always try to seek full cooperation with all those people who are impacted and like the locals and the U.S. Forest Service. And they say they leave sites in a good condition, at least as good, if not better than how they found them. So this is what they're presenting. Uh, in terms of how many people come, it's really hard to know the actual number of attendees. People speculate, like, wildly about how many people come, uh, but they don't, like, have any systems of, of like, <laughs> regulation or tracking, so, like, no one really like knows. like anybody gets a ticket. And they're, like, out in the woods, so it's, like, hard to even, like, get a far back shot and try and guess, you know? Um, the first uh, The first one, in 1972, they had an article that said that they were planning for a million people... Or 144,000, which are like two <laughs> wildly different numbers. I bet. And both are extremely over. Yeah. Like, there's no way that 500 they had, people came. Yeah, it was more than 500, but there was no it was 144,000. The 144 actually comes from Isn't the, that the number
0: of people that yes. will be um, taken in the rapture. Yes, yes, Exactly.
1: Thank you, Church of the Rapture. This scared the shit out of me when I was 12. Yep. Salem's <laughs> remembering some things from her childhood. Meanwhile, I couldn't remember if it was Book of Revelation or Book of Revelations, plural, and I had to look that up. Um, I don't know. Which one is it? Singular. Singular. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, (laughs) the founder had this, like, vision or prophecy of having 144,000 who represent those chosen to be redeemed from mankind uh, from the Book of Revelation. Uh, however, I I put this note down that the Book of Revelation also says that these people will be virgins, and I'm pretty sure that does not align <laughs> with the spreading of love Probably that happens not. at these gatherings. But n- unbiased, Let's bring it back, Kelly. Okay, I didn't
2: know that there was a new
1: STD called love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> Uh, so even though they have no rules, (laughs) they do have some like procedures that try to give some structure to these gatherings. They do create kitchens. They do ask their kitchens to follow certain regulations to maintain sanitary conditions. They do build latrine, trench latrines to help manage the waste. They uh, do have a general expectation that everyone who comes volunteers or contributes in some way. So either cooking in the kitchens or building and setting things up. Uh, the cleanup at the end, they have like a medical circle that they call CALM. It's, I don't remember, alternative lifestyle medicine. I don't know. Uh, they have Shanti which we'll talk about, which is like their quote unquote security system. Uh, but there's no real enforcement on contributing. There are some people who come that have gotten the term drain bows because they just like drain on the... The uh, community and they don't contribute, but for the most part, it's such a part of their ideals that everyone is contributing. Everyone also contributes with drugs. Yes. Uh, They actually super frown upon alcohol because they say that it creates a vibe that is very different from what they're going for, but they have lots of weeds and lots of psychedelics, so everyone brings all that. In uh, the Rainbow Gatherings, they say that Babylon money... You know, like our modern money is unnecessary and is frowned upon. And they say that if you were to try and pay for something with money, people would be like, oh, no, man, that's not what we do here. But they do pass around a magic hat to collect funds to help them pay for everything. So they're like kind of okay with our corrupted money. Because they need it to go into our corrupted Babylon in order to buy our corrupted food and our corrupted resources to go out into the woods. As with most
2: religions, they're only okay with it when it benefits them, right? (laughs) Well,
1: yeah, probably. I'm not doing very good at being not biased anymore, but (laughs) that's all right. That's all right. This isn't journalism. This is a podcast. (laughs) Uh, So what they do is they exchange goods through trade, unless they're collecting money in the magic hat, I guess. And then it's okay to have (laughs) like have Babylon money. Uh, music is a huge, huge thing. They regularly have drumming circles and people are dancing and making music together. They frown upon amplified music, but any acoustic mu- music and made with your like body and, and instruments is great. Uh, they have other various circles that are formed. They have a brother's circle and a sister's circle and then a brother's and sister's circle. And I don't really know what happens in each of these circles, but they have all these <laughs> different circles for people to connect to each other. And then Shanti Sina is basically their security. People say that it means peace army. Uh, However, it's a misinterpretation, I guess, from from Hindu. Uh, It's the the direct interpretation is more like peace, but like peace scene. I don't know if it actually literally translates to scene, but that's how this person is describing it, because it's supposed to be like a cool scene, man. <laughs> <And> <laughs> if a not cool scene starts, then folks need to stand up and cool the scene. <laughs> oh, okay. So their There's security. They're scene
0: coolers. The,
1: yeah, their security is not like an army. They don't like this. The, they call it peace army, but some people don't like this army term because of the connotations. They prefer to think like it's just people who will step in and cool the scene. Vibe it's chillers.
3: Like, They're yeah, vibe chillers. Vibe chillers. <laughs> totally vibe peace chillers. Peace army. Can we just talk about that (laughs) for a moment? Just the words together in the same...
1: Which, I mean, some people, that's what some people say, is that, like, it's contradictory. I guess it's from, oh, who is it? Was it, like, Gandhi, I guess, had used a... it's, It's used the something, the word that means army in like associated uh, associated with his people mm-hmm. and so that's even though again it sounds like that's not a direct translation so that's where they pulled it from is from like Gandhi's people and they called well, it like a Gandhi's peace good yes pull peace things army. from Gandhi
3: uh, uh, problematic <laughs> yeah, so I don't, in a lot of ways
1: <laughs> I don't really know but they say that army doesn't really translate to what they're meaning they're really saying that it is you know people to kind of calm a situation so if you need a call for help vibe you chillers. just say Shanti Shantissina like vibe really loud chiller. and everyone will come in and support the vibe chillers vibe will come in. Chiller, I need I yeah. need you to feel the vibe. <laughs> That's what we need to start doing here on the podcast. My
2: vibes are
0: harsh right now. <laughs> if we start, I if we're having low. problems, we'd be like, vibe butcher. Shanti Sina. We'll probably use it most often when Jess is on.
1: Well, maybe.
0: Uh, and Belle.
1: Sina. See, Belly, now
0: Jess isn't on this
2: one. I know. We can make Now fun we of can her. talk shit about Jess. I don't really like
1: it. I felt uncomfortable when it happened, but I got to pee, so I'm just going to try and keep us moving. Uh, so then they call in the people who will help. Volunteers will come and try and calm the situation and they may ex- escort individuals to outside authority if there is an actual crime so if you caused a lot of shit if you showed up belly then they would like all like shanty around you what and like, really guide you do out is shuffle, shuffle just, like, you out show
3: up and prepare an acoustic version of bodies by drowning pool they don't like uh amplified music. But they're fine with acoustic music. Yeah, but would they let be- the bodies hit the flop. Let the bodies hit the float. Let the bodies hit the flop. Let the bodies hit the floor I don't know, Belle, give it a try. Yeah, let's it do try. it. Let's do it, Mom. I feel like you would be on board with that. <laughs> I
1: actually think they would be totally fine with that. I might probably, be like, you're harsh in my mellow. I'm going to walk away and go I'm find a vibe people. And called to be on honest me. with you, I probably run into a couple of people and I if not, the you know. If vibe chiller called,
3: got called on me, I would be like, dude, you're harsh in my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Whose vibe is more important here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they say that to be a good Shanti Sena person, you have to have a cool, level head with a strong heart and a peace vibration. So not not belly. I don't know (laughs) if she's got that peace vibration. Definitely not me. Uh, Last couple things about just like the vibe they create there. Everyone when everyone shows up, they try they call it home. So like they'll say welcome home to everyone. There'll be signs that say welcome home. And that's like a standard greeting as people are like coming in. They'll be like, hey, brother, welcome home. You know, say that sort of stuff. They have a hug patrol where they go around making sure, I know I feel, I think they get consent. I see your face, Hannah. I think they get consent, <laughs> but they go I'm around like making sure that anyone who needs hugs gets hugs. Yuck. Because, hey, <laughs> hey, hugs are nice. And as long as you have consent. Yeah. Well, it depends like, no, but here's who, the
3: thing. Who's doing the you, hugging? Have you ever trusted a person who had like a free hug sign? No. I don't trust anybody who volunteers <laughs> to be on hug patrol. No. <laughs>
1: well I I like the hug that's one (laughs) thing I will hold
3: on to I think hugs are nice (laughs) I probably would turn it down with a lot of these people who are going to be like volunteering to be on hug patrol that's the thing is it's like I enjoy a hug naked but not from somebody who's going to be like oh (laughs) hug patrol that sounds like up my alley making sure everybody gets a hug no you're gross well we
1: have a lot of things to focus on I really don't want it to be the hugs (laughs) hugs are okay but i respect a, your choice i personally I don't want am uncomfortable to say, with it
3: Anna and i are uncomfortable <laughs> well that's
1: fine then you would say thanks no
0: thanks no, and thank i'd be like you. sure i'll take a hug because i like hugs. can you put some pants on first <laughs> and, then you're,
3: and then you're gonna <laughs> do just shoulders touching, and your your legs will be like three feet behind you <laughs> a side side
1: hug? Hug? <laughs> <laughs> anyway they want to spread love so they spread hugs uh, and then the last piece I'll mention before I have a quote, another quote, is that they do have intentional people who sign up to be a part of the cleanup, and there are some times where the cleanup, like it seems pretty good. They really have the intention of clearing, you know, cleaning up and restoring the land and create, like, setting it up to be able to heal itself over time. So they know that they're coming in and they're damaging the land, and they want to be able to heal it. So that is a part of their planning. We'll talk about how successful that is or not. Yeah, like how.
3: There will be so
1: much time to talk about all of the questions that are coming up for you. Right now I just want to go to into break with a one more quote. This is their vision and I'll try and say it without stumbling. Picture 20,000 people in a sunlit meadow, standing silent in prayer, holding hands in one huge unbroken circle. Picture a parade of children approaching, singing songs, their countenances bright with the enthusiasm and face paint, balloons and banners waving in the breeze. Picture the breaking of the silence with a cheer from the circle, then the silence returning once again to grow slowly into a thrum of voices, united in a single ohm, reverberating through the valley and onto the hills beyond. Hold the ohm in your mind. Let it spread through and around and in you. Feel it pass from hand to hand and heart to heart. The magic, the connection you feel, is the essence of the rainbow family of living light.
3: Can I just say that the last thing I wanted to do... You are so ready to chime in. The last thing I wanted to do was picture children at one of these (laughs) gatherings. A parade of (laughs) children. You're missing the point entirely.
1: (laughs) The whole thing is quite funny for many reasons, but you're missing the point
3: and fixating on the children. Let's take a break. I'm fixating on a lot of things that are questionable. Small details that are sticking out to me in big ways. (laughs) You definitely are. Let's take a break. Sounds good. Break time.
0: (laughs) Do we want to get back into the story? We're back from break. Yeah. All
3: right.
0: <laughs> okay. And that is one of the meditations <laughs> that you will hear at the Rainbow no, it is Gathering. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll no, make it, it is one not.
3: if they come to Denver. That's one of the meditations <laughs> you'll hear from me.
1: <laughs> okay, so to get back into it, I wanted I kind of wanted to just hear like, what do you think of the rainbow family so far? But Belle has made her opinions pretty hey, you well. Know know <laughs>
3: um
1: and also just wanted to talk about have any of you ever heard of the rainbow family before? Do you have like what were your perceptions kind of coming in? When I said Rainbow Family, had any did any of you know? I know Salem, you've heard about it, but I don't know if you girls had ever heard about it before. No,
0: well, I've Are never you heard people, about it. it.
1: No, I've never heard of it. So Salem, but you had heard of it, right? So yeah, I had heard about it, and I'm surprised you've never
0: heard your dad talk about it. But um, I which dad? My dad, yeah. Jerome. Dad? Oh, um, so you the, know when you guys were younger, we used to hang out with like a bunch of punks. Yeah, yeah. And they were very, they were like hippie punks. I kind of like punks. punks was was the punk movement kind of took a turn of like the activists it's in my opinion at least the people i hung out with seemed like the hippies from the 70s actually like they actually did shit they actually would go out and try to help you know these people i lived that lived with us for a while and their friends they would like narrows it they would make like burritos (laughs) and chili and they would take food down and set up a table down at the, uh, the city park and hand food out to the homeless and they would until the Cops would come and shut them down because they didn't have a license And stuff like that and they would try to get together Like protests and things I mean they Were activists they weren't lazy hippies Maybe that's why they weren't hippies and they were punks I don't know but they were also drug users And they like to live on the street And they like to be free and Like not have any rules and not Conform and be able to you know Do whatever the fuck they wanted So they were very much against government and I remember hearing some Of them talk about the rainbow gathering Like they were trying to save their money up so they can go this year and then your dad Rome just bitching about like what a bunch of horrible fucking hippies they were <laughs> and like they trashed the land nobody ever fucking wants them there they end up costing tons of money to like the cities around because they have to clean up and it's just like <clears throat> It was presented to me, and I don't know, I mean, this is all through people, so it's definitely jaded by their their perceptions and their beliefs, but I gathered that it was just an excuse for people to go live in the fucking woods and have no rules and do as much fucking drugs as they want and not have any, like, secular you know secular I don't know what the word you know what I'm trying to say you like people sort of from like Babylon Babylon not having Babylon not having any yeah. sort of real world consequences exactly. for what they're doing and they didn't care where they were getting the food from or what it took to get the food they didn't care if they were trashing the area around them and I think a lot of the people that went probably had were well intentioned but uh, maybe it's just because I have this weird jaded view of it but that's how I perceive the majority of the people at the rainbow gathering being and and so it's like, I always thought it was a really interesting concept. It would be kind of fun to experience. I like nature. I like spirituality. I like communing with other people mm-hmm. and like sharing. I don't have a church that I can go to. I don't have a place. I would love to have a place where I can go and be spiritual with other people, mm-hmm. but not those kind of people. Let's make yeah. our own
3: church. Um, I just wanted to say something that you said that kind of stuck out to me was that, like, I'm sure a lot of those people that attend, like, the Rainbow Gathering go with, like, perfectly well-meaning intentions and stuff, but it becomes so easy, especially in a system where you don't have any set organized leadership Mm -hmm. or any set checks and balances to make sure that people aren't corrupting the system, you're inevitably going to have a corrupt system. You know, no, where I people think you're are taking right. advantage of it, especially if nobody is out here making sure that everybody is being held accountable for their actions. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I want to say also your dad, who
0: is very much into conspiracy theories, would go on to talk about the Rainbow family, like the higher up, the elite of the Rainbow family, the what would be considered maybe leaders and how corrupt they are and how they were basically just trying to be like Charles Manson and the Manson family, like with that whole free love, you know, mm. f- lots of
1: drugs. And so I don't know, again, how true that is, but... I would guess that that part is not really true because you really, it's hard to even like find, like people don't want to like give, even give their names as being a leader. Like Barry Adams, Plunker, the guy who was one of the founders, he will have his name mentioned as being kind of like an elder of sorts. There's the guy who runs the, the unofficial website. Um, His name will come up a couple times, but they really try to like not have leaders acknowledged they do say that they have what they call focalizers, which they say are people that help everyone else to kind of focus on on essentially getting things done. So, like, they have focalizers for the gatherings. So it's people who volunteer to be a focalizer to go out to help start setting things up, maybe to do some scouting, maybe to create, um, you know, decide where things are going to be, maybe to build kitchens. But they, even they, it's not like they give their names or they have titles or they yeah. hold that. So I would, and I've never really got any sense that there's any sort of, like, cultish behavior other than the very clear cultish behavior of like we are all one you know like but in terms of action i guess like there's cultist like behavior i guess but not in terms of like anything coming of it or any action or any um but i think that to bell's point i definitely see that they and they themselves say that like over time they have had other types of people kind of come in and start to essentially bring down their super chill vibes, and it sounds to me like the people that you knew Salem back in the '90s or whatever were like those kind of people. Were, because I don't think that they that does not sound like anything that I have seen preached to me about the Rainbow Family. They, you know, they didn't really like alcohol. They, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them did actually go back and have jobs and, and contribute in different ways. But and this was. Somewhat of a vacation. A lot of them did follow the rainbow trail is what they called it, like going from different gatherings and not doing anything. But the kind of like,
3: that's the thing that's kind of silly to me is it's like, you know, you promote all these ideals of peace and community and togetherness. But what are you actually doing to help your community yeah. in the places yeah. where you live in the places where you work like you know like i don't know i'm sure the people that are following the rainbow trail are taking care of each other whatever but i just mean like these people you like you said like enough people of them have jobs live in their own community is this just something that you do One weekend a year where you go and pray for peace and then the rest of the year you ignore the homeless person on the side of the road begging for money. Yeah, I don't know. You know, how are you? And I think what's really
1: hard is that I don't know. Like, the reality
3: is that there are all of these types of
1: people. Like, the way they express their ideals and, like, what they want it to be, you know, maybe, like... The people who are super deep into it totally don't have jobs and spend all their time trying to help people and take care of people and and totally disconnect from the modern society. But then I I think that the point that I'm I wanted to make was that I think that what you experienced had a lot of the negative vibes that other people have experienced that may have been like if I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt may have been part of what happened over time, may not have been the same sort of vibe you would have gotten from the people who really started this and really wanted to do it. Because even um, Rob Savoy... Uh, who is the website manager and one of the other, like, focalizers, I guess. He's the only other name that really came up a lot in in looking. He said the vibe has really changed over the years. There's a heavier drug use. There's more incidents of violence, more time spent in the town, in the area, and causing trouble and interacting with locals. And a lot of people started to talk about, like, blaming the young folk, the new people coming in. But I think that, to Belle's point, it's really hard to know Who are these people? Because the reality is when you get that many people together, there are so many different types of people, even within the rainbow gathering, but they are often identified by the most annoying
3: ones, well, which might be they like Well, are people just like me who just want to go to cause shit and give a bad name to the people Well, there, <laughs> I'm sure
0: there are some shady characters that have some bad intentions that go there specifically because they can find easy targets or hide in the crowd and remain kind of anonymous. And I can't imagine that out of all the gatherings they have had over the years that there haven't been several that have been picked specifically by individuals because they had ill intent. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And, and they saw it as an easy place to be able to act out their crimes. Cause there is no real authority there. Well,
3: And if everybody's on drugs, I mean, you just think about like violence and assault and like those well, kinds of crimes, you know, if, and like, a lot somebody's... of people that go, like I can imagine a lot of people that have this like
0: kind of free love spirituality are also trusting and maybe mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily yeah. see Something shady going on. It might be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think that a lot of it, you know, there is, it's hard to like generalize to the entire group. Yeah. And I do think that definitely a lot of people have come in and tried to take advantage of it. I mean, even they even say even back in like the founding of it, that a lot of some of the people coming in were like they called them Jesus freaks who were trying to use this counterculture space as a place to get converts to try and convince them mm-hmm. like you should shift your focus from like this revolutionary mindset And think about and, you know, pray to Jesus to have these changes happen and like, you know, become only Jesus can change the world. Uh, So you need to shift your focus to Jesus. So like even from the very beginning, there are people who are looking at this from the outside and saying, how can I have my agenda met Mm -hmm. from joining this? And so, yeah, the no laws and no rules. I I saw one video that it wasn't from an official gathering. It seemed like people just kind of made a camp where there once was an official gathering. And these people were awful. Like I like watching, even thinking about the video. It's just like I, my my. I, I feel so uncomfortable. These people were just so 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 awful. And I would not say that they embody any of the ideals of the rainbow family, but they call themselves rainbows. And oh my gosh, at one point in time, they were chugging Captain Morgan and counting to 10 and they were doing like 10, I don't know what they called it, like a 10 shot or something. And I mean, and then they were talking about syphilis. It was bad. Like my skin was crawling. (laughs) It was just an awful, awful video of this girl was just like, I'm going to go to a rainbow gathering and I'm going to learn about this and report on it. It was so bad. Um, And these people call themselves rainbows like they are a part of this, too. And so it's just but for them, a lot of it was the like escaping authority, like an escaping having to have a job and escaping any responsibility. And it was getting drunk and doing really hard drugs and being disgusting in the woods for months and months on end. That's not what I would say is the, the rainbow ideal but yeah. it's a part of the culture. So it's just hard to even narrow down who... I think who... that's
3: another thing, too, is that, like, you don't have any sense of organization, so you're not going to get anything done. But then you also have such a broad mission statement. It's like, well, and even if, just in a yeah. on a small-scale level, like, one thing that I have had to learn is, like, you know, there's a lot of things politically that I personally am passionate about, a lot of things that I try to do activism for. But if I'm so spread thin that I'm not giving any one of those things enough attention that it deserves. And so I have to split my focus on a few things that mean the most to me, you know, so that I can put my energy in in the most effective kind of way. And it's kind of like that, too, where, like, if you have such a broad fucking, well, we accept all of these things and we stand for all of these things, Mm -hmm. then you have these people that are going to come in, completely ignore half of the ideals that you claim that your organization, -organization non-organization stands for because they agree with non-authoritarianism and anarchy and then they're going to completely destroy everything about give such a bad name you know it's just i don't know the whole like i get it i understand wanting to be broad i understand wanting to be accepting but you're shooting yourself in the foot (laughs) and i think ultimately like where what it comes down to
1: to me is that you ultimately have a responsibility for that happening because you have have and i think that there's this like not wanting to have a responsibility because they don't have rules, they don't condone that behavior, they don't have leaders. So it's not any, like, it's not the organization's fault, but like ultimately. Each, each of them individually, but the organization as a whole has a responsibility for the negative impacts that come out of it. So mm-hmm. you can say, you know, like, those people don't really identify with us. It brings us down. That's not really where we were going. Um, but we aren't going to, you know, our ideals don't let us turn them away. We welcome everyone. We're tolerant of everything. And then you also have to accept, and because of that... Bad shit is yeah. happening.
3: Yeah, you well, cannot yeah. have the good and ex- accept all of the praise for all of the good that your organization might be doing without also having to accept the responsibility for the shit that your organization is also is throwing at the causing, community that you yes. are overtaking for a weekend. And yes. in,
2: in like, I, I can see how not having a leadership and, like, not wanting your organization to be an organization is how you escape that kind of accountability. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Then there is no accountability, and I yeah. feel like a lot of that is on purpose. Because there's nobody yeah. to point a finger to. Because they understand, they know full well that with... The group of people that they're drawing in, some of them will be unsavory, some bad things will happen, but they don't have to
3: take accountability for that if they're not an organization. I wonder if that's why nobody has come forward to be like, well, we lead this is because of all of the shit that this organization has been getting. It makes me wonder if like the Rainbow family was seen as this like, you know massive like blessing to the community that is helping all of these people and is so selfless and giving back. Like if their reputation was flipped and their image was like an un. An- you know, a completely positive one, how many people would, would be take scrambling for forward yeah. to be like, this was my doing, you know, yeah.
1: they actually <laughs> even give guidance on how you should like not speak, claim to speak for the rainbow <laughs> family. Um, because then like, they don't want anyone like I mean, essentially I think it's escaping that accountability. Mm-hmm. Like Hannah said, like then they don't want people to be trying to say, well, you, the rainbow said this or the, or the rainbow family or whatever said this because individuals said that. Um, so they actually really try to give guidance on how to not have a, an, an entity or like speak for for an entity, because then they there is some accountability and they don't want to hold themselves accountable. So that is where we're going to end our story for today. Oh, OK, Ooh. unless there's any other thoughts or conversation. Um, but next episode, we're going to dive into what exactly are some of the negative effects that they have caused. What are some of the effed up things that have happened as a result of these rainbow gatherings, uh, the rainbow family as a whole, we've speculated on some, we've gotten the vibe. We've talked a little bit about pieces of it, but now we're going to dig into some specific incidents, um, that have
3: occurred, including murder. Oh, right oh. I'm going to have to listen to that episode when it gets aired, because I won't be here for the next one. Hmm. I did want to say that... one thing your
0: dad didn't like about the Rainbow family was that there was really no organization. And he's like, they say they want to accomplish all these things. And how are they going to get it done? If mm-hmm. there is no organization, it's just a bunch of people that want to go to the fucking woods and get high. It's an
3: excuse. That's what, yeah. it's an but excuse that was our experience and wanting to go get high. And go, I think they're to go, go do camping drugs and in get, the woods. get high. Yeah. Just well, go camping and do acid. I don't know. Like nothing's stopping you. Nothing.
1: And I think that's why I wanted to kind of get a perspective about the, what everyone's perceptions were and if you know Bell and Hannah hadn't heard of them then that's fine but a lot of that is a lot of people's perceptions it's just like you're just trying to avoid the world you just want to go and get high and the only concrete thing they actually say they're going to do is pray for peace and try yeah. and have exactly. an energy it's fucking hopes and it's it's thoughts and prayers exactly in action like if you say that you want better for the world
2: go out and do it you can't yep. do that and sit around and have a gathering of all these people and just get high and well, think and that that's going to change something it's just so like, funny to me
3: too like I don't know, like the kinds of people that like are in a secure enough environment or were raised in a secure enough environment or have that kind of fallback plan to be able to leave the quote unquote real world and just follow yeah. these hippies around in the woods. Like how many real problems have you actually dealt with in your lifetime? And how privileged like how, are these people? How like, you know, like all of us. Are confined by the paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck life that we're living in our minimum-wage fucking bullshit jobs, and you have the means to just go live in the woods and travel around and do whatever. And I think that and it's they kind would, of frustrating, but it whatever. Is frustrating. <laughs> and I think they would say that like
1: you could do that too at any point in time. Mm-hmm. And I think that they. Um, the and, and where you probably could is if you rely on everyone else, if you have very, very low, low, low expectations on what you actually need and you become a drain on other people around you. Yeah, that's, but, but with a certain privilege. Like you are white. Exactly. You, um you know, you are are able bodied. Yeah. You are so I think that they're not acknowledging so like you could probably I'm go off and
3: do it I fairly attractive next, so people will take pity on me <laughs>
0: yeah i want to say that there is something to communal life if there is a system in place where you yes. can do something like that if you have a community that all works together you depend on each other you have to have a means of either growing or hunting or somehow for food but otherwise and sometimes it's just creating things and then trading them mm-hmm. you have a community that makes somebody makes fucking you know ponchos somebody else makes fucking oh pottery gosh, you go in and you try to sell it and stuff and like I... that so it's not necessarily like you could do no, that could. if you wanted to but you have to sacrifice everything, everything.
3: that this secular
0: life is and there are you. impacts and, and a there lot of pe- imp- and, and you impacts. have to
3: have a level of organization mm-hmm. in order to sustain that kind of a yeah. thing like my friends and i we've talked like logistics about what would it take to move out to fucking victor or something buy a bunch of land and just live off of together a couple of us would go out and work real world jobs so that we would have actual money to pay property taxes but the rest of us would just be at home farming most of our food and doing what it took you know to where we wouldn't have to live more than off of the land and like but it, it requires planning it requires organization it requires People to take a certain level of leadership, with which leadership comes accountability. And, and it still <laughs> requires operating within a system. A system. And I think And understanding that we'll have to operate within the system that we live, within the society that we're given. Sorry. And it
1: takes a lot of work.
3: Yeah.
0: It's also a lot of work to live that kind of lifestyle. You may be free but you're working from sunup to sundown a lot of the times.
1: And I think that they would argue that that is what they're creating in this space. Everyone's working really hard. They're digging things to, they're digging like trenches for latrines. They're not just like shitting in piles in the woods. Like they're creating kitchens and they're they're having like sanitization systems like their website says something about the specific tubing they need for the waters so that they, everyone can have enough water they have everyone contributing in certain ways whether it's you're bringing food whether you're bringing water whether you're bringing structural things to set up um, so i think they would argue that they have that's what they're trying to create and i think the other thing that comes out of it so let's say you have the space you have you're operating within a system let's ignore the fact that they don't have permits and they are that's not allowed yeah. to be there mm-hmm. but you're operating within a system you're putting in a lot a lot of work you still have to acknowledge your impact so Mm -hmm. if you and your friends moved to victor what would that do to the local community if you went into the town and you spent your money and you interacted with people maybe it would be a positive thing if you took over an entire area so no one else was allowed to camp over fourth of july and you went into town acting like fools and you were uh, high on drugs all the time (laughs) and you were harassing local people trying to get into fights that's a negative impact so you have to recognize that Your choice, and if you took ten people to your commune in Victor versus taking five hundred forty
3: (laughs) thousand, yeah, or thousands
1: of people, how is that impact different? So I think that even if you're like, yes, this is what I want to do, that doesn't mean you're free of the accountability of how you're impacting the world around you.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Well, we're going to talk about some of those negative impacts next time, but I think okay, cool.
3: That's it for today. Is it time to move on? Yeah, yeah. Two things that don't suck.
0: Things that don't suck. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who wants to go first?
3: I have two. Okay. Why don't you go first then? Um, well, the first thing that doesn't suck is that um this week I am leaving to go spend a week in Hawaii with my husband and his parents. And I'm very excited. I've never been. His parents were talking to us on a Zoom call that we had over Christmas, and they were like, Well, we're going to Hawaii for two weeks. And we got a two bedroom condo and we don't really need two bedrooms and I was like that was the slyest way that your parents could have invited us to a trip <laughs> like they could have just asked us do you want to come to Hawaii yeah. with us they were like if you want to that's funny. I was like yes like who would yes, I absolutely, say absolutely no. all we nah. had to do was pay for flight and then like spending money we're like making all of our plans I'm like in the moment where I'm counting down the hours until we leave that's cool so that's my first one I can do my second one or we can circle back around it's up to you guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Anybody else want to go next? <laughs> okay, go Kelly. Um, I think this is pretty lame, but other people have done it, and I feel like I guess maybe after doing the podcast for as long as we have been, I should use this as my thing that doesn't suck because my husband doesn't suck. He's pretty Yay. cool. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Anything in particular that made you think of that? No, we
1: made breakfast together this morning. That's, cute. That That's nice. nice. all. I love that
0: that's good you want to go Hannah you're
2: gonna have to go eventually you know I have to think really really hard about something in my life that doesn't suck right
3: now sometimes it's like that and it's okay it is it's okay to not be okay sometimes and I know that that's a really cliche thing on the internet right now (laughs) but sometimes you gotta hear it
2: those are lyrics to a Jessie J
3: song I don't I don't know I have to send you a TikTok. It made me. I don't know why I didn't send it to you earlier, but I think you'll enjoy it. Okay,
2: <laughs> that'll be my thing that doesn't suck. This TikToktion of Belle's TikTok <laughs>
1: that I haven't sent you yeah. yet. Yeah, that's the thing is that it's okay to not be okay, and there's always some thing, even if it's the smallest, stupidest thing, amid a sea of all the really important things that do suck. But there's yeah, always no. There's always one. TikTok that doesn't suck. My next Or thing that the taste suck. of one, of like a beer that doesn't suck. Or the feeling after you pee when you've had to hold it in for a while. And that you realize that, that your you pants. You didn't were...
2: pee on your Your yeah. pants
1: were pulled down. <laughs> when you realize that your pants are not peed in. You know, there's always one of those. And sometimes it's one in a giant sea of all the other shit, but all the other. Peed bad. in pants. Not to be toxically positive or anything.
0: Well, my thing that doesn't suck is the garden. I'm excited. We've oh, been yeah. working hard in the garden. We're going to actually have some vegetables hopefully this year. And it's just been...
3: Mom's letting Kyle and I plant some stuff. So we've been over working hard, helping it's out.
0: It's been a lot of fun. It's yeah. been really fun. Hey. And I'm glad to be getting it done. It feels good to get some stuff done. It's
3: just nice to be outside, especially when I live in a one-bedroom, third-story apartment <laughs> with balcony <laughs> that gets sun for three hours out of the day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's nice. It's been good. It's been kind of hard work, but... It's been good. So have you already do your thing that doesn't suck then, Hannah? The yeah, anticipation that of that
3: TikTok. Anticipation um, of the TikTok. Well, I, it's okay that, you know, my second thing that doesn't suck is silly and arbitrary too, but it's also a shameless plug to a YouTuber, Mike's Mike. Um, the other day I watched his first part of the unhinged recla- recap of the entire season of Glee and the, or series of Glee, unhinged recap of Glee. And the first part was seasons one through three. Um, And it brought me so much joy. I had so much fun and relived so much high school trauma watching this (laughs) video. Um, So shout out to Mike's Mike. (laughs) Very looking forward to part two. Um, One thing that does kind of suck is that I can't download Glee anywhere to watch it on my flight, which I was kind of hoping to do. Because they took it off of Netflix and it's not streaming anywhere. And I hate myself enough to rewatch Glee, but I don't hate myself to... Pay for Glee. Oh, God. And then rewatch Glee. Don't so do I'll that. just wait until it's streaming for free again <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> All
0: right. I guess that's it then. Anybody else have anything to say? Anyone
1: want to go move to the woods with me yeah. over 4th of July weekend?
0: <laughs> no, just maybe not over 4th of July weekend. And- we could just move to the woods. <laughs> What part of Colorado are they talking about having it in?
1: They're looking, they won't announce it yet. They always have like their council in June where they officially announce it, but they're talking a lot about going back to the site of the first one because it's the 50 year anniversary. So they're talking about going outside Granby at Strawberry Lake or in that area. They also were looking at, I don't know, one other area in Colorado. They came once around Vail like a number of years ago. They've been to Colorado a few times. But Is that why you have a strawberry shirt on? No, not for them. For Strawberry Lake. No, I don't wear strawberries for the Rainbow family. I wear strawberries for my granny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a good story.
0: Um, if any of you out there want to comment on it or just send us a message, you can reach out to us at ffsthepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, send us your
3: spooky stories and I'll read them.
0: Tell us what you think about the Rainbow family. Yeah. Are you a fan? Are you not a fan? Have you been? And what do you think? Yeah. If you have been. Would you go again? Yeah, there you go. Um, you can reach us on Facebook and on Twitter. and
3: Yeah, we're at FFS Insta? the podcast. If you can't find us on a social media site through that, you can search for us at f Up Family Story Storytime, spelled E-F-F-E-D. Yeah, so there you go. We'd yeah. like to hear from you. And rate us on your podcast listening what? services and, uh, <laughs> you know, tell us tell your friends about us and yeah and, listen to us
0: all the time until your ears and, are bleeding that seems
1: unnecessary and you, can message you can take us a break and tell us
3: how we're Turn doing down the volume you a can little. take a break to write I, us a message I, I just want i just want to know okay. that you're out there i feel like it's turning a little moody oh, now so i'm intentionally <laughs> trying to get it to be more
0: all right guys well